Hey, you made it back. Today is June 2nd, 2020. I think maybe we're going to find out the whole audio thing today on Queer All Year. Because I am Kat Jones, I'm not a sound producer, and that is why I have my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mitchie. Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry to be under the weather. Sorry to leave you Guess with who's uh, back. Kat, and I think she uh, she handled herself, um, <laughs> but I apologize I uh, been hanging you out to dry there. They definitely figured out I'm not a sound producer, <laughs> as the 31st and I... the 1st sounded very different. <laughs> Well, it's, the 31st sounded much better. If I'm, I have some time, I can go and clean it up or something. But, um, yeah, feeling better. Good. So, cool. Uh, ready, ready. But if to you ever don't here. feel better, then like prepare for me. Yeah, or I'll just prepare myself better Be for setup or something. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll, um. Find a what were we talking about that we were gonna a shaman talk about? of sorts? Well, a, a myriad of things you were gonna tell me about. Oh, ghost, ghost stories. Are gonna, right? What you asked me if I had ever seen a ghost or something? Oh yeah, what's that all about? Because there's a there's a New York Times article about like people seeing ghosts while they're quarantined and stuff, and like whether it's their people are going crazy or if they're actually seeing ghosts because they're staying home more. Or and, if you're you know, having like, like um, residual things from watching so much TV. Like. Yeah. I, yeah. So I don't know. Most of the, like all these hauntings are just like, I didn't put my cup there, but then the cup was there. That kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah. So then Mickey asked me if I'd ever seen a ghost and then we said, We'd say it on here, I guess. I don't know. Do it. But I I used to think there was something, like, in my... Not living, obviously, because it wasn't alive, but, like, in my room um, when I was little. Well, that's because, pretty, like, pretty original. <laughs> well, I don't know if, like... Because I still... Like, I have floaters in my eyes, kind of, and I don't know if I had them when I was that little, but... Like, one night I was playing with my toys and I wasn't supposed to be. Like, I had the light on and, like, you remember my bed was, like, in the middle of the room. And so there was, like, this side of it that was at the door. And then there was this side of it that, like, the door couldn't see if I was, like, hiding down behind it. So I was on that side of the bed uh, playing with my toys. And then I saw, like, a shadow move, like, behind that dresser I used to have there. Um, And that freaked me out. And then I, like, jumped right back in bed and went to bed try you know tried to go to sleep <laughs> but oh, then like goodness. i don't know i just kind of <laughs> saw like you know you know it kind of got to the point where it'd be like you know a shadow would move in my room and i would be like oh, okay whatever i mean Doesn't i don't know if i ever thought you. of it i don't know if i ever thought of it as a ghost like that first time it freaked me out but then the other times it was just like hi i don't know what you are you're probably in my eye or something but yeah I got abducted you by aliens once. Well, that's not a ghost. No. Did oh. they abduct you from our childhood home? No, it was on a camping trip, but I guess it's not yeah. really relevant to this since we're talking not, ghost stories. It's not irrelevant, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we got to ghost stories from Randy Quaid, so. Yeah, mine are about as uh, um, credible as his. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd. We don't know how credible Dan Aykroyd is, though. 
I mean, according to him, the the men in black have told him to not publish his his uh, UFO book. Yeah, I I heard some things too about how Clinton got shut down and he tried to find out more about aliens or something. Like, uh, I don't yeah, know. presidents. I don't know apparently that. I don't know that stuff. I've heard something. I don't know if I heard about Clinton, but I heard. But it'd make a good cover for now because you mm-hmm. would think that Trump would have tweeted something like that if he <laughs> knew that yeah. was going on. He's like, oh my they god, have, aliens like, in my office. Go fappy. They have like that little red book or something, isn't it? Does that thing actually exist? The president's secret book thing? Well, I don't know if they're allowed knows, to write about I mean, aliens in there. I um, think it exists. I think there's probably only stuff, some stuff you're allowed to write. I would think at this point that the president does not have access to that. The president does have access to that super cool bunker underneath the the uh, White House, though. Yeah. It's like the first place room. they take you. Yeah. And I'm like, why does he get to go to the Situation Room? I want to go yeah. there. I mean, like, yeah, it's cool, but that, I mean, it wouldn't survive a direct nuclear strike. Well, I'm just saying, like, why does Trump get to go there? That's not fair. Trump gets to go everywhere. Maybe I want to go down in the, the secret bunker that no one ever gets to go into. Yeah, you're not important enough. <laughs> I'm super important. I have a podcast. Right? Yeah. We should be in that bunker <laughs> deciding which, um, like, uh, Iranian generals should be shot with a drone. I don't want to make decisions. I just want to go down the bunker. I want to go on the tour of the White House that I was promised when I went to D.C. That tour does not include the bunker unless you're willing to kill some people. Well, no, I'm just saying I want to go into the White House on a tour because I was promised it. And then my teacher did not follow through on that. And I was also promised that I was going to a inauguration ball. And I, uh, my teacher just like noped out us on, on that one, too. So I'm here with like a, a dress I brought because we were told we're going to an inaugural inaugural ball or whatever. I'm like, uh, you wouldn't want to go to an, to an inaugural ball now anyway. Like he d- he didn't get tickets for us, and then he went to one because he like has influential friends or something. And I'm like, damn. You so you so, um. You know, this was on the itinerary, right? Like, when we paid, like, $3,000 for this. Like, <laughs> this was on the itinerary, and also so was a tour of the White House. An amount of money that, and... that is enough to get you, like, to Europe and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, we had to get into the inauguration, so. I think that was free, wasn't it? I don't but... know. How far away were you? From... We walked there. No, we were I mean, in a like, when did no. you were, were you close enough to see everyone on stage? At one point, we were. Um, it was like you could not move. You like literally could not move. Like if you tried to move, people got mad at you. It was like literally people just all over you. And we all were right. okay, but then I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and so I mean, so we were like. So there's like the stage and then there's like that big yard part mm-hmm. and then there's like the road looking thing and then there's the second big yard part, you know. So we were in the middle of that first big yard part. Oh. We were close enough that the bomb would have killed us if, if that would have <laughs> shot her husband. Um, 
fun. But then I had to go to the bathroom. We made it back to like the road part, and there was just like no one there. So it was just like you know way up there, and then it was like way back there because that's where the TV TVs were or whatever. You could see them a lot better. But we were just like, I mean, they're small, but we can see them. So we were just kind of you know there weren't people all around us, and it was pretty nice. Well, that's cool. They really had Muhammad. Muhammad Ali was there, right? That was him. He, yeah, he had to be helped out there. And I was like, it is so cold. I cannot feel my thighs. That draft um, dodger him. <laughs> I'm just like, can you, can, I mean, yes, he can be there. Maybe he should stay inside where it's warm because I'm about to die of the elements, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he would have wanted to be there, especially how much he I kind guess. of fought for civil rights in the... Doesn't 60s he have to, and de- 70s. He's dead now, right? Isn't he? No. Didn't he have what? dementia, though? Yeah, for sure. Muhammad Ali? Or, well, totally maybe dead. not. Okay, maybe he is. I, I don't know. He's definitely dead, for sure, right? Because I'm pretty sure, <coughs> the, inaug- I'm pretty sure the inauguration killed him. Oh, maybe not. He, he died June 3rd, 2016. So, that could be tomorrow. Oh. Find out about I'm Trump killed about him, him, I guess. Uh, he didn't make it through Pride Month. That's sad. So he did want to talk a little case. bit about about Trump, just for a minute. You did. Yeah, I just uh, well, he's talking about deploying thousands and thousands of heavily armed troops. That's I don't know. That just starts to freak <laughs> me out. It's like um, okay, honey. Eh. I don't know. We just looked at that map that shows that every major city in America is has protests of over hundred people. Of over, yeah, but I mean, um, like, it, I don't. I say mm-hmm. that you know we use tear gas on these people and get them away, but eventually, I mean, they're Americans. They're going to come back with guns, right? Who's going to mobilize? Like, he's going to say tell people to mobilize. But I'm thinking of every single person in our family who is is or has been in the military. I don't know if they would risk a court martial for that, but I don't know. I feel like we have several princ- principled people in our family who would say no. You know? We do, but none of them are in combat roles now. No, but I'm saying I think like if we know several people in our family who would say no, I feel like there's got to be a decent amount of other people who I mean there's a decent amount of people who don't give a crap and who would do it anyway, but Yeah, it's yield to make question know. like would troops fire uh would they mow down protesters they use that kind of force i don't like it doesn't describe what they mean heavily armed is he talking about driving tanks down pennsylvania avenue like i think he's talking about the new video game he's come up with and uh, he just wants to turn it into real life and i think he he's just gonna go sit in his little bunker with his little fake you know, red button and pretend he's releasing troops on people. Because <laughs> usually that seems to be what it does. He says stuff, he says it's going to happen, and then he just goes and sits in place with his little red button and everyone is like, we're going to pretend he didn't say that. That's true. Um, yeah, a lot of people... That's what I'm hoping happens. A lot of times anyway. you're just like, okay, now we got that tweet, let's have every court in America <laughs> disseminate it and figure out why it's wrong. Yeah, It'll take... Exactly. Maybe four years, but uh, hopefully we'll have someone new by then. 
<laughs> I don't know. He's got to have a PR person or firm or something, right? How yeah. do they let him keep saying these things? Because you he's know, the every Teflon Don. He's never, nothing hurts him. Every time he tweets and every time he goes and stands in front of a church or whatever, you know his PR team is there like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, whose turn was it to watch it? Oh my God, you guys, what, oh my God, you know? There's no way they are at this point. Like, remember in the beginning, you had like, uh, what, Spicer? But that guy was like that. He seemed to be. I honestly do not. Sean Spicer, maybe. too many people. It was his first press secretary. Um, yeah, and he They're always like, like you tried are so to, many people back. He was trying to make it seem <laughs> plausible, <laughs> and then we had Kellyanne Conway that um, would just tell you to shut up. Essentially, just like yeah, the president's I doing would, this. I would love to be his press secretary, honestly. Just like I, you know, I hate him, but I've said this before. Like I feel like it'd be so much fun. It'd be such a challenge, right? And, uh, the ultimate challenge. I that, know. Oh um, my gosh. I don't think you'd be so I'd I'd end up so hated, but like, I don't know. I think I would be hilarious. I think I just wouldn't even try and like be serious about I kind of would, but (laughs) you know, I'll be like, all right. Okay. Okay, guys, let me swing this how I can. Um, He wants to mobilize troops. Yeah, is what he said. So we're bringing bringing our troops home. I'm taking them from Iraq and bring them. Yeah. So he's. He's mobilizing them as in, like, they're going to go play Risk, you know, <laughs> together. They're going to pretend to be fighting. That's what they're doing. They have war games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's standing in front of a burned-down church holding a Bible. Okay, so that kind of speaks for itself, you guys. I don't know why I need to talk about that. Like, seriously. It wasn't burned down. It was, it, was, it was boarded up. Let's be clear okay. on that. Well, yeah. With tear still, gas in the state- background. My official statement would still be, okay, guys, really, do you need a statement from me? Because, like, I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> I mean, just report, just report that. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not swinging that. <laughs> he doesn't I, I, want me to swing it. He knows it. the message. I don't want to swing it. Yes. Yeah. He that. I mean, it's the worst thing he could have done, and I say we just go with it. <laughs> anyway, we are fourteen. Yeah, go on to your in. story. I've I've had enough of yeah. of my crap. <laughs> Yeah, I've had enough of your crap, too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, so um, I said I was going to have a happy story and a sad story and then profile um, someone who really? has been murdered because of their color. I said this yesterday, but I didn't have a sad story. And um, well, that was I a think sad I'm gonna story. Do the... Well, yeah, there we go. But that's not a re- story I researched. Um, and then but I, I'm thinking I'm going to do the profile in a separate Piece, separate post, separate, whatever thing. Get that's on a lot. with it already. No, Sing I'm explaining. Something. I'm explaining Free to bird. our people. I'm explaining to our people why they are not getting exactly what I said they are getting in every episode. Okay. Because um, it's good PR. Good job. So, we're talking about the Lambda Liter- Literary Awards because I am. I have an English degree, as I always say. And McGee asked me beforehand what what Lambda means. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Because there's also, like, Lambda legal. Then you said there's something Lambda. Uh, Lambda There's an observatory. Or a... um, 
a music education place, like the London uh, Arts is it, and Music and Dramatic Stuff Arts. Is it related <laughs> to LGBT? No. It's just a oh. London rich people thing. I think it's a royal thing, maybe. Oh. Or a... There's the International Gay Rights Congress in Edinburgh. That's cool. Anyway, so I looked up Lambda. Excuse me. Okay, so in 1970, uh, graphic designer Tom Doerr, he came up with it to be the symbol of a New York chapter of the Gay Activist Alliance, which we've talked about before. Um, the symbol was chosen specifically for its denotative... Denotative? Okay. Meeting in the context of chemistry and physics. Uh, so lambda means a complete exchange of energy, that moment or span of time witnessed to absolute activity. So, well, that's cool. I don't know what, I mean, that sounds cool. I don't know. I, I, I haven't had time to wrap my head, my mind around it. I so hear anyway. action now is what that means yeah. to me. Yeah. A complete exchange of energy. Cool. I, I need to know more about physics and chemistry. I should have known. I took a lot of classes. So we are talking about the Lambda Literary Awards. Uh, I guess I don't. Oh, witness absolute activity. Cool. Uh, so it's focused on and highlights LGBTQ books and authors, and I think also plays, I think. So their website says, We believe that lesbian, gay, bisexual, bisexual, transgender, and queer literature is fundamental to the preservation of our culture, and that LGBTQ lives are affirmed when our stories are written, published, and read. And so authors submit their published books, and I believe plays, for consideration before November 15th. And then the winners are announced June 1st. So I have the winners that I'm going to talk about in a sec. Hey. Um, there have been some controversies in the past. Uh, like bisexual was not a category for years. Uh, culminating in a 1992 protest by the bisexual community. Uh, when the book By Any Other Name, Bisexual People Speak Out by Lorraine Hutchins and By Any Other Name, the bi is B-I, if that wasn't obvious. Um, (laughs) So that's by Lorraine Hutchins and Lonnie Kaumanu. It's an Islander Islander name and I couldn't find a good pronunciation for it. So it's like Kaumanu. It's K-A-A-H-U-M-A-N-U. So it's like Kahumanu, Kahumanu, Kahumanu. Uh, anyway, so that book was forced to be submitted under the lesbian category, even though it said it had bisexual in like two, two times in there. Um, uh, so there were protests there, but then there was they just didn't create a category. So in two thousand five, um, the collected poems of bisexual Jamaican American author June Jordan. Um, were posthumously submitted or, or nominated. Um, they had uh, they also had to be entered under the lesbian poetry category. Um, bisexual literature was not added as a category until 2006. So there was that. Um, and then the trans community protested the nomination of the transphobic book, The Man Who Would Be Queen, The Science of Gender Bending and Transsexualism. Uh, and it was a finalist in the trans gender category so i guess there's just like a transgender broad category not like transgender literature or whatever but um so it resulted in a huge petition 
a revocation of the book's nomination and a total revamp of the oh. nomination process. But the fact that they went back through and reread it and were like, oh, yeah, this is transphobic. It's like, so who's reading these to begin with? How did this get through as a finalist? You know, who? Well, it's still, how I mean, it's it's literature. But it's transphobic. Like it is anti-trans, basically. So who read that and said, "Okay, it's about trans people, so let's let it through." Oh, it got or something. Into the actual, it was in the trans category. It was a, yeah. it was a finalist in the trans. Yeah, it shouldn't be in this at all. Yeah, you know, but it was, and so and so. I'm thinking, is it like the Academy Awards where you just buy your way in? You know, is that what this is? Is it because? I don't know. It seems like no one. I mean, that. I mean, maybe since then. They said they've revamped how they do it, but like at that point in time, it kind of sounds like no one was reading them. It just sounds like maybe someone was buying their way into this category, you know? Like, how did that get in? So anyway, that that's me being critical of something I'd like to be nominated for at some point. Um, did it seem so album... accidentally transphobic or like... Um... Uh, or it, I don't know. No, the author is very, very... Um, controversial controversial so the fact that it was that author should have been like a red flag and then um to me the fact that it says gender bending and transsexualism in the title would make me like that makes me i would read it very closely oh (laughs) the gender bender yeah (laughs) that's just not yeah just those words would make me read that book really closely to be like, why is this nominated? You know, <laughs> but I don't know. I suppose someone's reading it because I haven't heard anything bad about it lately. So the 2020 winners were just announced yesterday on the first. So, oh, my God, they're calling them Lammy, the Lammy winners. Can we be professional? Um, let's see. So there were three special honors. Let's see. Jane Wagner got the Lambda Literary's 2020 Visionary Award. And then there was a Trustee Award, Jericho Brown, and the Publishing Professional Award to Brian Lamb. I'm not sure what those mean, but they're honorary. So Lesbian Fiction um, was won by Nicole Dennis Ben, which I believe the book's name is Patsy. Um, I'm going to link to this, I guess, probably in the show notes, because I'm not going to spend all this time explaining what it is. Um, Let's see. Brian Washington won gay fiction for his book Lot, which looks very... Oh, hmm. It's uh, cool. It's also about people of color. So that's good to have that representation. Uh, Bisexual fiction. Finally bisexual. Um, Fiona Allison Duncan... One for Exquisite Mariposa. Mariposa is like butterfly, or is it where the fairies live? Something like that. I don't know. Hazel Jane Plant won Transgender Fiction for Little Blue Encyclopedia for Vivian. There are a lot of these. I'm going to go like the main ones. Okay. Bisexual nonfiction is Trisha Lowe for Socialist Realism. That's nonfiction. What's that called? Wait, who's that book? I might want to read that. Trisha Lowe, Socialist Realism. Well, it's bisexual nonfiction, so I don't... Uh Uh-oh. But, oh, okay, so it's it's like, um, 
biograph autobiographical whatever um yeah that's cool sounds like it could be something you're interested in let's see uh for transgender nonfiction, ellis martin and zach ozma won for we both laughed in pleasure the selected diaries of lou sullivan i do not know who lou sullivan is so check that out uh lgbtq nonfiction. i guess that's in general carmen maria machado one for in the dream house this is just me like i i'm an author person and i want people to go read them so ty freedom ford won lesbian poetry for and more black that's ampersand let's see anything okay anything anyone else would be interested in let's see i'm gonna say bisexual poetry because i'm bisexual and i write poetry stephanie young won for pet sounds and yes, yeah, so I'm going to have a link out here, I guess. Maybe I should send you the link, Michi. And um, then we will, so everyone can see. Yeah, we yeah. can put but it that's on, about... the, on the post. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, um, I could do more, but I believe my husband just walked in to go to bed. Fair enough. So, All right, well, I'll take over. Social media now. really fast. Um, fast. Okay. So if you'd like to like us, we'd like you a lot. Check us out on Facebook. It's Queer All Year. We have a group that's called the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram as Queer All Year Pod. And we also have bonus episodes, um, ringtones, bloopers, and more at patreon.com slash queer all year. Once you're done with all of that, or preferably before you've done any of that, um, go to your uh, Apple podcast app or Spotify or wherever you uh, get your podcast and r- please rate and um, give us a review. Please give us five stars. Uh, we, uh, we want them bad. And reviews are great. No, if you want to leave, if you'd, like a, if you'd like a response to a question, it'd be better to send it to the Queer All Year Mafia page because we will respond on there. Um, and that's about it. You got some words Page- from a oh, unicorn. You did Patreon? What? You yeah, I did Patreon. You did Patreon and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So today we have it. We always have advice from the unicorn. Today the unicorn says, "Try this. Make a list of five things you want to get done in the next thirty days. Now get to work." The unicorn is very demanding. Good today. job, unicorn. Yeah. All right. So, um, my husband's trying to go to bed. So. Don't keep people awake and stay safe out there. And just remember that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be.